This is The Real Magic Podcast. Learn about great design and use it to get great results. Now your hosts, Greg Merrilies and Alan Nunez. Hello, listener, and thank you for joining Alan and I today for The Real Magic Design Podcast, where we unpack our experience to help designers and business owners understand how to create amazing designs to work together to make design that is profitable. I'm Greg from Studio One Design, and here's my partner and co-host, not really partner, but <laughs> co-host, Alan from Pixel Partner. Partners HQ, how are you, man? I am good, mate. I am good. Man, that was like an express version of our intro today. You just powered through it with, with gusto. But you know what? I got asked actually this week if you and I worked in the same business. Oh, really? Yeah. There was an inquiry from a from a customer and they'd listened to the podcast. So just for the listeners, we have two completely independent businesses that work with very different customers doing very different things. It just happens that we're both in the design industry and we love talking about designs. It's a perfect synergy for the both of us. Yeah, well, I thought we'd do an episode on your story and my story coming up very soon because, yeah, I've had people ask, you know, about your business and I'm like, well, it's totally separate. (laughs) You know, he does uh, imaging and everything related to design other than websites, including he does packaging and all sorts of stuff for for online. And so, yeah, anyway, it'd be good to dig deep into into your story to see how you ended up where you are and the lessons you've learned along the way. And the interesting thing is that you and I have just a few products that are the same, so things like social media branding right yeah, sure. and although we don't do the website design we do do social media branding and people often i've discovered look at both our sites trying to work out well who should i who should i use greg and alan are great you know like what a diff, <laughs> what a difficult decision and and if they do contact me i just say look you know it really depends on you know the style and we are a little more wholesale so you have to have some pretty solid branding and and really know, already have design requirements kind of laid out, whereas Greg will go to the, the like you'll go to the, the effort of, of designing something fresh for somebody if, they, if they're, you know, starting from zero. Exactly, yeah, yeah. We'll create the brand for them, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, hey, listen, we've got a kind of interesting topic today, which is in and around YouTube, okay? And look, I'm going to start off by saying that neither Greg nor I are YouTube experts, but we're just going to bring to light a few things that, well, I've seen recently with regards to, I guess, the information that's on YouTube. I mean, it is not a, a vetted channel. It's not, I mean, p- people can post anything on there, right? And And I'm noticing that my customers, my team, and even in some of our market research, I'm, I'm looking on YouTube and I'm seeing information that is either redundant so it's no longer relevant. It might have been posted a little while ago and, and the information isn't isn't usable anymore. Or it's just downright wrong. You know, just because somebody has a YouTube channel does not make them an expert. And there are plenty of great experts with great YouTube channels, right? Mm. Yeah, well, I'm certainly not an expert, but it's funny you want to talk about this topic because I have literally just set up our own YouTube channel for the first time. So for Studio One. And yeah, I've got a lot to learn. So yeah, let's roll. What do you got for me, Al? Well, look, let me let me start by saying that this topic was inspired by some market research that I was doing where we've developed uh, a design process for a very, very specific channel. You could call it a niche if you'd like, right? And the clients we currently have that we're working with are just 
blown away and and maybe in a one of the next episodes i'll i'll tell more about it but right now it's still a little bit under wraps they're blown away with the quality of the work we're doing and i was a bit stumped because this is our normal standard you know i, I didn't feel like we were doing anything special but what i came what i came to realize was that there was a lot of misinformation and misunderstanding about how to best utilize this channel from a design point of view and it's very design heavy so in my research you know i drifted over into youtube and i watched a number of videos from a number of experts or, or people claiming to be experts in in this particular field and the information was a little scary when i when i started thinking well you know the average business owner might be watching this and trying to do a bit of a diy and if they followed this information they would not get good results so why why do you say that because, you know, it was very much information that firstly is somewhat subjective and it depends on what you're doing. It was also, you know, the, the specifications were wrong. Just the, they were downright incorrect. Mm -hmm. Okay. And why don't you release a how-to then? Well, and this is part of the research that I was doing is how do we, how does Pixel Partners position itself in this particular industry and make sure we are giving the right information without giving away our IP, I, I guess, sure. which is also a little bit of a trick when, you, when you're doing YouTube. But then what, I, what the other thing I realised is some of this stuff was wrong, but by no fault of the expert, right? So it might have been posted a year ago or two years ago or more. And the information at the time was probably correct. But unless you dig into the information of the YouTube video, you may miss that that information is old. Mm, that's a really good tip actually I, I find that a lot with just researching things on youtube yeah look at the date because if it is old information it might be outdated yeah absolutely and i mean we just did a significant upgrade to our 3d rendering capabilities right and my team just went straight to youtube to find out information about how to set up particular applications and hardware and connect it all together and it wasn't working. And then when I found out where they were getting their information from, you know, it was out of date. The applications had changed, the hardware had changed, and those, in, those particular instructions were no longer relevant. I guess what I'm trying to say is, you know, YouTube is a brilliant place to post information if you're an industry expert, right? Even if you don't think you're an industry expert, you probably have more information than your average customer. So definitely utilize it. But maybe try and design your YouTube channel in a credible way so that, you know, like some of the best videos I see will start the video with saying, look, this is, you know, it's technology-based. It might be website design, for example, or utilising WordPress, okay? And they start by saying, look, you know, this is recorded in XYZ of 2017, um, and we're using this particular version. So, you know, if this is your the, the problem you're trying to solve, please double check our YouTube channel to see if there's an update. And if you go to the YouTube channel, you'll find they will have a current update in their channel. That's clever. It, well, it makes that YouTube channel a place that you bookmark and you go back to if you use WordPress all the time because you know the information is current. And up to date. So always up to date. Yeah. That's, yeah. Yeah. Good tip. Yeah. And you do that. I mean, you do that with your live presentations, with your webinars, and I'm sure that's going to bleed down into your YouTube channel because you're constantly iterating the way you design and develop websites to be best practice at that given point in time. Yeah, exactly. And one thing that I'm doing a lot of lately are website reviews for for prospects, right? And what I'm doing is saving all of those so that when we do eventually get the website live. 
we can do a comparison of the initial report, you know, that I put together for my review of the site and my recommendations. And then, which by the way, is a really good way to, to provide value first. And yeah, it, it converts into sales you know, at a very high percent because of the fact that I'm providing such high level value first. I'll literally give them a blueprint on what I would do to change their website. And yeah, then we jump on a call and before you know it, it ends up in a sale. But the point is, with back to YouTube, what I'm doing is collecting these. And over time, once the site's live, I'm going to post you know, the, the story of how it began, what we started with and what we recommended and what we went through and what we ended up with and what the results were. Yeah. And, and I mean, that's, that information is great. But as you and I are very aware, you know, web, website design is not a static topic right? It is changing Mm. so rapidly over time that a review that you do today may be complete, in some respects, may be giving advice that is no longer relevant in a year and a half's time. I see where you're heading, but maybe not with us because we follow a a set of psychological influences to, to help give direction on the design, you know? So, it's not really a trend-related thing. No, true, true. Look, I'm not, I guess, um, I don't know what your reviews are like and, and knowing the way you design and that uh, formula of understanding the customer's behaviour, you're right, those core elements will not change, right? Yeah. But there yeah. may be specific things that, that will change over time that sure. uh, might be relevant in the way you design or code a site. So, you yeah, know, yeah, right yeah. now it's responsive sites with, you know, parallax effects and uh, maybe animation in widgets. And, you know, there may be a significant change in technology in the near future yeah. with things like Google Glasses, which requires a whole different way of thinking about websites. So Definitely, yeah, good point, yeah. But aren't all videos dated? They are, they are. Yeah, and uh, so you're saying people aren't checking those dates. Well, and, and this is the interesting thing. I mean, you and I, just before this call, were doing some troubleshooting on your Mac Mail right? Mm -hmm. And I I do this type of stuff all the time. I have a glitch in a piece of software and I go to Google, right? And I get my list of videos on how to fix it. And then, you know, you might get the support threads in the communities. I look very carefully at the dates before I read one, right? Because I've made this mistake before. I've paid attention to how old that piece of information is. And I've clicked on it and I've had a look. But the problem is information is changing so fast today. Technology is changing so fast today that something that's dated 12 months ago may or may not be relevant today. Mm, Absolutely, yeah. For sure, even just a Google search, I always look for the dates as well. There's a lot of, you know, in this search that I look for, you know, troubleshooting a Mac mail, a lot of the posts were from 2015. It's like, well, is that relevant to, you know, OS X Captain, for instance? Yeah, exactly, exactly. And 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 look, you know, the, the thing is too is people are trying to get started in business or maybe they're trying to get ahead on their marketing, they're taking a new direction, they're being active with their online presence or offline presence and they're, you know, they're Googling things like how to set up a Google AdWords account, how to design a a WordPress website that converts, right? I'm sure your YouTube channel is going to pop up when somebody starts typing that in once your channel's live. I guess how do you vet the information? Is it how many views it's had? Is it the comments below? That's another thing too. So I've been looking at the comments below you 
YouTube videos just to see. I mean, I know there's a lot of haters out there that just post <laughs> negative comments for the sake of it. Can you hide those comments or not? I, I don't know, man. I'm not a YouTube okay. expert. Yeah, sure. <laughs> you should be able to if there's haters out there. Yeah, yeah. So so I, I guess the, the my point is just take what you find on YouTube with a grain of salt. I mean, uh, you and I were at events oh, I don't know, maybe two or three years ago. Do you remember when Kevin Rogers did his video about putting Band-Aids inside snow goggles to stop fog? Yep, yep, yeah. It was all a load of BS. It was all a load of rubbish. But the the video that he showed, by the end of it, just about everybody in the audience was convinced yeah. that if you have a problem with your snow goggles or your ski goggles fogging up, that if you were to put a plaster or a Band-Aid inside the goggle, it would stop that. And the way he presented it was believable. Yeah, absolutely. And that's the problem, you know, is that I was, I, I don't use YouTube a huge amount, like honestly. But in my market research, I go to it to see what other people are doing and how they're presenting a particular product that we might be offering. And like I said, recently, I, I was just really surprised at how much misinformation there is out there. And that's not just, I've got to be careful, right? Because a lot of people are going to scream at me saying, but my YouTube channel's all correct. Not everybody is posting bad information. Yeah, but it just, like you said at the start, it dates. And, you know, a really clever thing to do would be at the start of your video to mention that, you know, check our channel for updated versions regularly, things like that, right? Yeah, absolutely. And there's people out there in the marketing world that talk about evergreen content. So they try and say to you, don't do that. Don't date your content because it may be relevant for a long time to come. And by dating it, you limit it. And that may be the case. It may not be the case. But if it is evergreen content, I'm a little bit of the opinion that you should revamp it, reinvent it. I mean, we talked about veneering right? Mm. So a piece of evergreen content, you can post once and leave it there forever. But I'm pretty sure from my experience in design and marketing, or I'm pretty confident, should I say, to say that if you have a great piece of evergreen content, if you reproduce it on a regular basis with just a little bit of timely update, you'll actually get a better result because it will feel more relevant to the client. Makes sense? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I couldn't agree more. And in fact, that's what we're doing. I'm doing a, a few webinars at the moment for certain like different niches or veneering, if you like. And and what I'm doing, I will put those up on YouTube, you know, sooner or later after the webinar's over. But yeah, it's essentially the same content, but it's updated to suit that particular industry or niche. Right. So it's more relevant. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Let's say you were doing pet stores, right? Websites for pet stores. You know, what would get your attention more if you were you were doing a Google site? You know, 10 best tips for website design for pet stores or 2017's hottest tips for pet store websites. If you've got 2017 in it, it's going to be more relevant. And if yeah, it converts yeah. for you, why wouldn't you do another webinar to the same market in 2018? So it says 2018's hottest tips. Mm, really good. Really good point. In fact, now you're touching on SEO in YouTube, which is a huge thing these days. Like there's ways of getting that right. And what you touched on then is one of those ways. Yeah, but it's not even about SEO. It's about relevance. Now, if somebody comes to your YouTube channel... But that's what SEO is, relevance, right? Uh, yeah, but I'm talking about the consumer relevance. So if there's 10 search results, right, and the only search result that talks about being current is yours, people are more likely to click on that. 
right? If yeah, people yeah. go to your YouTube channel and they see that every year in your niche you're posting uh, relevant information, then it makes you the go-to place because you're not just regurgitating the same information. You're making it relevant for that year. And there may be a lot of similarities. It could be exactly the same information. But from a prospect who's never dealt with you, it makes it look like that you're being conscious and, and keeping your information relevant. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Also, another thing I look for is the amount of views as well. I'll generally go for the more popular. Is that something you do when you're searching? Uh, I don't always go for the more popular, but the amount of views at least gives me an idea of, you know, have other people looked at this? Will they have comments? Has it been rated? Again, you know, there's videos out there with tons of views that are terrible. Terrible, right? And it's just because that person might have a list of 30,000 people. And they broadcast out that YouTube video to 30,000 people and 2,000 people watched it. It doesn't mean that the 2,000 people got great information out of it. Uh, exactly. But this that's sort of my point. Like, I do look for the, the most popular because, you know, generally speaking, it's going to be the most popular. And you would think because of that, the most relevant. But it's not always the case. In fact, for the reasons that you just said, you know, a lot of the time it's not the case at all. So it can be a trap. Yeah, absolutely. You know, so so I, I guess yeah. You know, here's here's a few things, right? That you could do if you're planning to make a YouTube channel. Make a decision whether or not you're going to go down the path of evergreen content on your YouTube channel, or whether you're going to constantly update it. Now, let me let me put a point to you. You could you could just change out the first fifteen seconds of the video from 2017 to 2018 and repost it. Mm -hmm. Okay, like I don't think that's deceiving. If the content is evergreen and it's still relevant and nothing has changed, but at least the prospect watching it knows that you've vetted that information to be republished and that it hasn't changed. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Keep your YouTube channel design fresh, you know, and updated. It shows that you're active on your YouTube channel. How many people I've seen come to us for a YouTube channel design and, you know, three years down the track, it's still the same header image. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Update it. Yeah. Update it. It doesn't scream to me that you're, you've, you're, you're actively keeping your channel up to date, you know? Yeah, and keep it congruent. Like the look and feel should be the same as your website and your other social platforms as well. Just so people have that brand recognition when they get there. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I think I've harped on about this enough. You know, I, I'm, I'm not going to name anybody or discredit anybody on YouTube because, you know, I don't think some of this information was maliciously put up in a format that was incorrect. And some of it may be just because it was correct at that moment in time when they recorded the video. It may be it's as correct as they know from their experience. But like I said, just take this information with a grain of salt. It is a great place to go to get information. Um, and here's my killer tip right if you like video information as a form of of getting how to's you know consider something like lynda.com which is now owned by linkedin that's my go-to place for software particularly in and around design but also in and around business so when we converted from uh, our previous mail systems to Google Apps for Business, we used Linda Training to train the entire team on how to use those apps, right? Mm. And the difference is that is 
vetted content by industry experts that has been checked that it is current and correct and up to date. And it costs, what does it cost these days? 30 bucks a month, 40 bucks a month? Yeah, it's not much. Yeah, and you don't even have to stay on it. You can sign up for a month, watch the videos that you want to watch and then cancel. I don't think there's any obligation to stay on. No, month by month, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. so so look for paid services like that, uh, even some that are not paid. You know, uh, Adobe has a lot of great video tutorials. Uh, I hate to say it, but some of Google stuff, again, I've noticed a lot of it's no longer relevant. I mean, Google moves so fast and changes things so quickly that I've gone into the Google Help and the video that's there, it doesn't look anything like the interface that I'm using. <laughs> Udemy is a good one as well. Yeah, Udemy, but uh, it's not vetted content either. Isn't it? Okay. No, I mean, you or I can create a Udemy course and publish it, right? Yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah, so, and, yeah, and it, is a good, it is a good place to go because it tends to be very, very good quality content. And a good friend of ours, Alana from Green Arrow Digital, she's got a fabulous Udemy course if you want to get started in, in AdWords yourself, right? And I point mm-hmm. people to Udemy all the time, but I point them to people that I know are putting out up-to-date and relevant content. Yeah, yeah, awesome. And, yeah, one other tip, if you do have a YouTube channel and you're going to use those you know, embed those videos on your website, make sure you have a paid YouTube account so that you can turn off the the last frame, head into another video that could potentially be your competitors. Yeah, absolutely. Great tip. You are a YouTube expert, Greg. <laughs> no, I just know I go to a lot of websites and review their websites and I see that, you know, they've got a YouTube video embedded and I'll watch the video, it gets to the end and then all of a sudden I can check out their competitors or I'll see something else completely irrelevant. And then you click and you click on the YouTube logo and bang, you're off to the YouTube instead of staying on their website. So that's what we call a leakage point. And we don't want any leakage points on your website. Hey, don't tell too many people about that because uh, one of the advertising strategies we have is to advertise on competitors' YouTube videos <laughs> that are embedded on their website. So what go. happens is somebody's watching a website on uh, a video on a website and lo and behold, a competitor's ad shows up. Yeah, so, it's terrible. Uh, and it can be yeah. on the pre-roll too, which is just awful. So be yeah, be careful with that sort of stuff. So I hope you we've inspired you guys without you know, too much doom and gloom, just to, to use YouTube as a place to get content, but be very careful, you know, consult an expert or at least a very credible website before you use that information because it could could cause you a lot of problems. You go. Thanks for listening. And if you like this episode, please give us a five-star review. We'd really appreciate it. Head over to iTunes for that. Thanks, Greg. Thanks, listener. We'll catch you next time. Thanks for listening to The Real Magic Podcast. Hear more at therealmagic.com.